Welcome to Mikey Pod. This is episode 160. I tried something new today. I hope you enjoy. Uh, I wanted to incorporate some of my friends slash co-vegan slash awesomeness into the podcast. And I knew my pal Sarah Kramer was a big music fan. So she curated the show. I guess you could call it that. She chose all the tracks. And then we talk about her and her work and all that stuff in between. So let's get on with it, shall we? This first track is called Go Vegan, which is kind of the Sarah Kramer theme song, if you will. It is by The Monkey Bunch. I was looking for the right way. Go Vegan from the Monkey Bunch, um, which is a perfect introduction for my guest today, Sarah Kramer. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Look, I'm so like, oh my God, I knew this was going to be fun. Listen, everyone, listen. She just said ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> and I just woke up and I'm like this. Oh, I love it. So right now it's uh, it's noon here in New York, but it's um, in uh, Van- not Vancouver. Why, why can't I think of where you live? Victoria, BC, which is Vancouver time. So it's it's nine in the morning. It's oh. the crack of dawn over here. Crack of dawn. So I'm glad. Thank you for waking up. Uh, yeah. So for people who don't know, because like I think I don't really talk about veganism a lot on the podcast. It's mostly music. So some many people may not be vegan, so they may not know who you are. So in a nutshell, who is Sarah Kramer? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I was born in the prairies of Saskatchewan in 1968 and was raised uh, vegetarian by my mom in the 70s and 80s, which is was crazy back then, especially in the middle of Canada, which is we're just sort of above North Dakota, uh, just to give you reference <laughs> of Hicksville. And um, so, uh, yeah, my mom raised me vegetarian and then uh, I continued to be vegetarian my whole life. I had a brief experimental phase in high school where I tried meat because I wanted to be like my friends, but it didn't last very very long. And then I went vegan in my 20s and I haven't looked back since and now I'm in my I'm 43. And um, during my 20s, uh, I started writing cookbooks because uh, I had so many friends who were vegan um, for political reasons, uh, but their health was starting to fail because they weren't really taking, they were eating a lot of potatoes <laughs> or whatever. Right. You know, when you first go vegan and you're like, pasta, pasta. Um, so I started writing recipes uh, and put together this little uh, homemade cookbook with my friend 
Tanya uh, called How It All Began. It was a little 50-page zine that we made ourselves and gave to friends. And everybody loved it so much that we try, we, I thought, oh, why don't we try and get a book deal? Cause you know, it's so easy. Uh, you know, I was so naive at the time. And so I wrote a cheeky book proposal and, uh, sent it out to a bunch of Canadian publishers. And three days later we had a book deal and then how it all began just blossomed into this giant mega book that, um, it's the best selling book my publishers have ever had. And it just keeps selling and selling and selling. It's just like a giant snowball. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and then from that begat more books and, um, Garden of Vegan came next and La Dolce Vegan and Vegan A Go Go. And then just, uh, recently I released an iPhone iPad app called Go Vegan with Sarah Kramer. Woo-hoo. And so that, that, yeah. So that just hit the, the iTunes market and it's doing really well. And um, it's a collection of recipes from all of the books, plus there's, uh, I can't remember how many, there's a bunch of new recipes in there as well. And there's video, because it's so great with, with um, uh, iPad apps, you can, you can do all kinds of crazy things. So there's a video of me in the kitchen talking about kitchen tips and things you can do to, to make cooking easier. Um, there's audio tips, you can email yourself um, a shopping list, or you can email your your husband or partner or whoever and say, go pick up all this stuff. I'm going to make this recipe tonight. There's a thing where you can invite your friends over for dinner. It's, it's really cool. It's super interactive. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know about the invitation thing. I'm going to yeah, And it that. sends a picture of whatever recipe it is you're making. So if you want to make like say vegan shepherd's pie, you email it and you're like, I'm inviting you over to eat this, but it also has a picture to tempt them to come over and bring wine. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just in Texas for like a just over a month, and I was like, one of my things, I was like, don't forget vegan to go go, don't forget vegan to go go, and then I forgot it. <laughs> and uh, but then I remember, like, at some point, you mentioned it on Twitter, the uh, iPhone app, so I downloaded it and I loved it. And the Yay. little videos are so great, it's so wonderful to be like, I don't know, it's really like cool, it's like it's above and beyond. I'm such a dork. I'm such a dork because we made these videos and it was just me and Jerry in the kitchen and Jerry's doing all the video and I'm doing all the food. Like I, we did everything ourselves. It was a full DIY production. And, uh, you know, when you're high on sugar and you're with your husband and you're just like, it's just us in the house. So I'm just acting like my usual goofball self. And then later when I was editing the videos, <clears throat> excuse me, I was just like, oh my God, I'm such a dork. I can't believe I'm going to put these on an iPad thing. But yeah. <laughs> Everybody seems to like them, so. They're really cool. I think it's a great addition to the whole thing just because, like, you know what I mean? Like, there are so many iPhone apps. Yeah. This, like, having that extra level of, like, oh, what? Like, I don't know. I, I loved it. Well, and when I first got, like, originally when I wrote Vegan at Go-Go, I wrote that because I, I would get so many um, emails from people at Christmas who are like, I'm visiting my family in Kalamazoo, and I want to make such and such recipe, but nobody travels with their cookbooks. And um, at that time, iPhones weren't even a thing yet, I don't think. Um, and so, uh, with vegan Agogo, I made it small enough. It's the size of a passport. I made it small enough so that you could carry your favorite recipes in there and, you know, put it in your back pocket and take it with you when you travel. Um, and then when I got my iPhone, I started to realize there weren't a lot of great apps yet for vegans, mm-hmm. um, especially cookbook apps. I think there's a few sort of like free apps, but, um, that list a bunch of recipes, but nothing that was sort of geared towards our community. Um, and so I just, yeah, so I thought, oh, well, let's, let's do that. And plus I didn't really feel like writing another book. There's so many vegan cookbooks right now on the market. I kind of feel like it's oversaturated. I mean, it's uh-huh. fantastic because yeah. when, when I started, there was almost nothing, but, um, I felt like this is sort of the next level, you know, let's make an iPhone app. 
yeah, it's cool. I'm really into it. I highly, highly recommend. <laughs> Yay. Yay. So the reason I asked you, especially to do the podcast, since my podcast is mostly music, was that we have similar musical tastes. I know you're really into music, so I thought it would be fun to do that. Are so, you going to tell everybody how we met? Should I tell that story? I didn't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for it so many times. I was like, maybe I should just not bring it up, but I'll totally tell the story. because. <laughs> I like looking like a jackass. I like it too. <laughs> so I was like, I I was still like in my first year of being vegan and I ordered all of your books at once on uh, Amazon. And I, all, my only other vegan cookbook was Veganomicon by Issa Chandra Moskowitz. And I, love I was, Issa. oh yeah, and she's great. And the cook, her cookbook is like really great. I totally love it. So I got your books all at once. I was laying there on the couch watching TV and I flipped through your books and then randomly, like, just tweeted, oh, my God, Sarah Kramer's books. Not impressed. I think I'm an Issa guy <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. And then I proceeded to continue looking. And I was like, oh, these are great. Then I looked looked you up, Sarah. And I was like, oh, I could add her on Twitter. <laughs> and was completely forgetting that I had said that. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not I'm funny. I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. And so then occasionally I sort of, you know, Twitter gives you updates when people mention you and stuff. And so and then I saw that. And I think offered to give you your money back or something i can't remember you, i think you said something just like give it well give it a chance or something like that <laughs> Super nice. and by this time i was like oh my god i love her i was like fully in love with you <laughs> and then that tweet happened i was like oh, i was horrified <laughs> i love it and then a love affair blossom it's true oh and now <laughs> i totally love your cookbooks too that's why it, like thank god yeah yeah, can you imagine the things I'd say? <laughs> I get that a lot. Sometimes people, I don't know what it is, they just forget that I'm a human being. And yeah. so a lot of times, like there was this one, um, uh, Google Alerts came up and I, I clicked on the link to see what it was. Because I think the blog was, it was a blog post called I, Can't, I Hate Sarah Kramer. And so I looked at it and it was like, God, it was like eight or 10 paragraphs of why this person hated me. Oh, like no. from they thought my eyebrows were weird and they didn't like that I smiled all the time. Like nothing. It had nothing to do with the books. It actually really had nothing to do with me. I think I just whatever triggered some kind of craziness in this person. But right. just I couldn't believe that they spent that much time writing such a long post about me. It was yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, I think sometimes people forget that that we're human beings toiling away in the kitchen making recipe books you know yeah it's it is easy to forget and I mean like I hate to say like and people of our generation because I'm 42 like, 43 back in the day like we can man I just said back in the day and I really meant it <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't like you couldn't really connect with somebody you know what I mean no. so people really did seem like you well Sarah Kramer's never gonna read this yeah. Which was and then go and follow this person on Twitter. Just I know now sometimes like if I'm reviewing a movie on the Twitter, which I like to do, uh, I think, oh, my God, can they read this and tell and like what if they see how much I hate their movie? And I. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Well, I always I've learned a lesson from you. Yeah. And I have too, child. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should listen to some music because we okay. like painstakingly put this list together, mostly um, artists that you are into. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so let's talk about the new. Oh, well, huh, I haven't really worked out how this part's gonna work. <laughs> the next set of has three songs. Um, so let's talk about the first one, and then after the three song set, we'll throw out anything else we need to know. So this is okay. uh, "Hill and the Sky Heroes" is the first track we're gonna listen to. Uh, the song is called "The Moon." Anything we need to know about this before we go into it? 
Well, Hill is just this amazing woman that I met through the internet, actually, just like you. Um, she She's a Go-Go's fan, and I met her through, there's like a, um, a Go-Go's chat board where I, I've been on there for over 10 years, where we just chat about the Go-Go's, but also um, about shows, and you know, we all meet up uh, when there's concerts and stuff. And so I met Hill through there, um, and she's just this wildly talented kid who is now a woman but when I met her she was just a kid and she um she tours across Canada and she plays in all these bands and um god she's just such an immense talent she's also uh uh she makes music videos and she's just she you know when you meet someone and you you just kind of watch their career start to blossom well that's what's happening with her now and I just I love her to death I think she's um so uh talented and it's so cool that you get to meet people through the internet and they're not crazy and they're <laughs> and they're they're awesome and yeah I just I love her to bits and um she has a new album she just put out an EP and then she has this new album that's coming out I think very soon and um I think you can see all the info on her website awesome well let's listen to this track called The Moon by Hill and Sky Heroes <laughs> Terrified. 
Blanket uh, with In Your Room. Is that right? M Blanket? Yeah, M Blanket. Yeah. M Blanket. And all the all these bands, they're all Canadian. So you have your, your CanCon for your for this. Oh, awesome. Do you know about CanCon? No. There's in Canada, there's a law that you have to play. I can't remember what the percentage is, but there's a certain percentage of Canadian CanCon, Canadian content that you have to include in your radio program. And so uh, because of that, there's um, the Canadian music scene really blossomed um, when they fir- when the government first implemented it. Um, and so, yeah, so, uh, you know, you'll be listening to the radio and then they have to play a certain amount of, of Canadian, Canadian bands. It's pretty great. That's kind of cool. That's a really yeah. good idea. Except yeah. for a while there, it was a lot of lover boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's a, okay. And Celine Dion. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'm a huge Jane Sibri fan. Do you know this already? Yes. I've uh, seen her in concert. She's amazing. She's pretty amazing. I, I saw it. her uh, using a bank machine once in Toronto. I was on a bus and I was like, there's Jane Sibri being uh, a normal person. That's yeah, awesome. Was, yeah. She's cool. She was on the podcast one time. I, I like bugged her forever. And then, oh, she was? Yeah. It was the most terrible interview ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, she's like among my top, like top three artists. So I was like fully starstruck the entire time and like yeah. duh, 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 a lot of that. I was but, like that first time I met Jane Weedlin, and I felt like I had to tell her everything I ever thought <laughs> in all the <laughs> conversation. And so no. I was just like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and she was so gracious, and I feel like such a dork. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love I lost moments. it. I completely geeked out. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Okay, so in that set of music, who we had uh, the Paper Cranes. I'll just go in reverse order. It was In Your Room by M. Blanket, preceded by uh, The Paper Cranes with I Love You Till My Veins Explode. Uh, Summertime by Daddy's Hands. I really love that track. That's like it's a cover of George Gershwin wrote that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy's Hands, Daddy's Hands was this um, little uh, local Victoria band. I don't they released music, but I it's it was all just sort of during the 90s punk rock DIY stuff. And so I don't I don't even know if you can get it online. Um, but yeah, they were this weird little obscure. Oh. What was that? I think somebody was signing on. Uh, oh, sorry. Off. That's okay. There was this uh, weird little obscure uh, Victoria band, and and um, uh, all their songs are bizarre, and I, I love them. They're no longer around, and actually uh. two two of the members are, are since passed, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, they're great. That's a great track. That's one of the ones that really, like, jumped out at me of the ones that you uh, set up. A lot of this I haven't heard at all. I'm learning about new artists. Thanks to yeah, you. Yeah, well, I wanted to try and put – 
A, as much CanCon in there as possible, but B, I wanted to put in some um, Victoria bands because um, Victoria, we live on this little island and, and the music scene is here is, is so incestual. But at the same time, because of that, um, there's not a lot of outside influence. Um, you know, weird bands sort of influence other weird bands and other people in bands are in the other bands. And it just becomes this um, crazy, just this, cra- there's just a crazy amount of really interesting music coming out of Victoria. Nice. And same with um, M. Blanket. M. Blanket was also part of Daddy's Hands, one of the guys. And yeah. Oh, nice. And the paper, the paper Cranes are also from Victoria. They're a, um, a husband and wife duo that um, are here in Victoria. And I, I just love them. They're sweet people and their music is awesome. That song, I can, I get stuck in my head for days. Nice. I like them a lot. I can't remember the name of the other song you recommended to me to play a while back. Man, I have everything. I'm turning off my email now. I don't know if you can hear, but. I had Skype just go bloop, bloop, and now there's... I, I can't hear it, but mine was doing that as well. Yeah, I, I guess we'll just have, to, just have to move on with our lives. <laughs> uh, so this is perfect time for us to go into um, Sarah's place. You've opened a shop just with fairly recently, right? Yeah, I opened a little uh, retail store in July of last year. And it's really little. It's like seven and a half feet wide. <laughs> By like, I don't know, 30 feet long or something. It's like a, t- a long, skinny little tube of... Uh, vegan treats. And uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I wanted a place to sell my cookbooks, but also a place uh, to sell my friends' products because I have so many amazing friends who make really interesting products. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, you know, like soap and pottery and clothing and chocolate bars and it, it just there's sort of a little bit of everything all stuffed into this tiny little store. Uh, and it's great. And then people, when they come to Victoria, a lot of times they come to uh, the tattoo shop, Tattoo Zoo, that I own with my husband, Jerry. And they're, you know, they're looking for me either just to meet me or they want me to sign their books or whatever. And, um, finally, and I'm never there. So if Jerry was like, you should open your own store. So now, now I have this little store and people can come to the store and talk to me about the cookbooks. And I kind of feel like the vegan Victoria travel tour guide lady, like, cause oh, I, yeah. you know, they come to town and they're like, where can we eat? So I made this little pamphlet that shows all the sort of best vegan friendly places in the downtown core. And, and, uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's going really well. And, and I also, um, have all the stuff, um, that I sell in the store. I also have it all online, uh, at my store at govegan.net as well. So if you want to do online shopping, you can, and I try and fill the store with lots of, um, interesting, um, local stuff as well. So stuff that you wouldn't be able to find necessarily, uh, in, in you know, whole foods. Awesome. And you ship all around. Yeah. I ship worldwide. I, uh, I, I just shipped something to Spain the other day, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. So I guess that's our Sarah's Place section. <laughs> it's so Perfect. funny. Like, I think of these things like, and there's the chunk done of Sarah's Place. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Go-Go's. You're a huge Go-Go's fan, and I think of them and you like, sort of together, I guess, because I know how much you love them. So we've got, like, a whole set of Go-Go's solo stuff next. Yeah, uh, I think – yeah, they they uh, they uh, make such such amazing music together as a team, but individually they also make such interesting music on their own that's completely different from the Go Go's. That's you know I think you might even hear one of their songs and not even realize that it's a Go Go that is playing the song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so what what got you into them? That's sort of a silly question, I think. The, the well, music I was assuming. really. No, it's not. It was, I was in high school and, uh, music videos were really a big thing then. Like, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you ever did this, but at four o'clock we would run home after school and go, go watch video shows. Cause that was what, cause they were such, they were such a phenomenon. And so we would just sit there and smoke 
things and, and just watched <laughs> videos all afternoon. And so I, I saw, I think I saw the Go-Go's for the first time on American Bandstand uh-huh. or Solid Gold. Oh, I solid can't remember. Gold. Solid Gold. Yeah. <laughs> with like those creepy dancers dancing around in the background with their brown tights on. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. But I wanted to be a solid gold dancer so bad. I'm sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> we. I remember sort of dancing around and kicking my legs up as high as I could and trying to be as flexible as they were. But the Go Go's. <laughs> I when I saw them, um, I was really heavy into the punk rock scene in in um, in my hometown, um, and the Go Go's. At that time, I didn't realize that they had also come from the punk rock scene in L.A. I just really. I don't know what it was about them. I was just really gravitated towards them. But my friends felt that they weren't punk enough <laughs> Oh no! And sort of a closet go-go's fan like I wouldn't tell like oh yeah no I don't listen to the go-go's they're pop music um but at home oh my god I was going crazy like dancing around pretending I was Jane Weedlin and uh I just I love them so much I just felt like they were like like I love Blondie but I felt like they were too cool for me and um Nina Hagen was too scary and you know like there are all these bands that I couldn't relate to but then the Go-Go's, they just felt like my friends. Like, I just felt like, oh, I could, you know, sit down and have tea with them and it would be like, no big deal. Right. Uh, yeah. So I just really connected with them. And then they broke up and I just kind of forgot about them. And then uh, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was 2001. Um, they released another album um, called God Bless the Go-Go's. And I went to go see their show with my friend. in down. I went to go see them down in Las Vegas. And I kind of had a, like a born again <laughs> Go-Go's moment. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to see the Go-Go's. Yeah, I liked it in high school, whatever. But when they came back out on stage, I actually found myself getting weepy. And I realized that I had just, they had been so important to me in high school because they were women and they were just sort of doing their thing. And I didn't realize how much they had sort of influenced me as a woman in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just sort of became a a born-again Go-Go's fan. Uh, and then I started going to see all of their shows because <laughs> they tour every summer. And um, so then I would go, go, I would just sort of follow them every year. And so I've been doing that for the last 10 years or more, just sort of following them around the United States as they play shows everywhere. And and last year, um, I actually, um, uh, I've been, become friendly with Jane Weedlin and, and I do some um, internet work for her. And uh, last year they asked me if I wanted to take care of their website. And I was like, uh, Yes. <laughs> So I've been doing their website and some of their social media stuff. And then last year I followed them around uh, while they did their big tour for the 30th anniversary of um, Beauty and the Beat. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. that's so really that was, cool. That was like a crazy dream come true. And I had a backstage laminate and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so it cool. Was cool. Yeah, it was great. That, that I love it. Yeah. And if you would. 13-year-old self that I would be like standing backstage at the Greek watching the band play a show to a sold-out crowd. I, would, I She would have like been sobbing into her pillow <laughs> in disbelief, you know? It's, it's weird. Dreams come true, kids. It's really true, you guys. Oh, that's awesome. Well, let's listen to some. We'll start with Jane Weedland. Uh, this track is called Icicle.
Avec le temps Avec le temps va Tout s'en va On oublie le visage Et l'on oublie la voix Le cœur quand ça va plus C'est pas la peine d'aller Je serai plus loin Faut laisser faire Et c'est très bien D'un serment maquillé qui s'en va faire sa nuit avec le temps, tout s'évanouit avec le temps. Avec le temps va, tout s'en va Même les plus chouettes souvenirs Satan, une de ces gueules À la calviche fafouille Dans les rayons de l'amour Le samedi soir, quand la tendresse s'en va toute seule Avec le
That was uh, Belinda Carlisle. With I'm, as I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, I should have practiced this pronunciation. Avec le Yeah, can you say that better than me? That song makes weep. It's beautiful. I had no idea. Like that's one of those tracks that I would never have thought. Oh, it's Belinda Carlisle. Got it. Oh, she put out this album called Voila. I can't remember a couple years ago, a couple three four years ago, and it's all French love songs, and they're just. Oh, they all make me just cry. They're amazing. You can tell that she just put her heart and soul into that album. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's really and beautiful. Different than anything she's ever done. Yeah, which I love in an artist. <laughs> do you know, like, yeah, I do too. And she she lives over in France, and so you can tell that she just sort of loves the culture and loves the language. And and but that one song in particular, every time I hear it, I just get weepy. Ah, oh, um, <laughs> Before that was Kathy Valentine with "Pissing in the Wind." Uh, a little she's, different take. Yeah, she's uh, what a lot of people don't know about her is that she's a kick-ass guitar player because um, she plays bass in the band. Uh-huh. But her f- first love is guitar, and you can just hear it in that song. I love it. Oh, she's so awesome. rock, R-A-W-K, rock. 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 And uh, Jane Weedland started that set out with Icicle. I love that song. I do, too. Actually, I don't know it that well. Look, I suddenly was like, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't love it, but I, I just got that song from you this morning. So uh, I haven't listened to it enough to love it, but I know I will. Yeah, that whole album is heartbreaking. <clears throat> she wrote it um, after uh, breaking up with her husband. And um, every song is just heartbreaking. And that one in particular, um, I, the the words, um, yeah, if you read the lyrics to that song, it's just, yeah, it'll it'll break your heart. Oh, I love it. Not having a heart broken, but I love oh, this set of music. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. What what I really mean is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should just hit with some more music. You posted about Hazy Fantasy the other day on Facebook, and I was like, what? I love them, too. I'm, I'm so happy that you know who they are because I feel like they didn't really exist and that I'm the only – like I made them up or something. Because there's, there, I think there's really only a small – like a, a small window where people knew who they were. Uh-huh. And you be of a certain age. So I'll say, you know, Hazy Fantasy to someone who's like 30 and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They're such a weird band and I just, I love them. Yeah. They're so like weird that my, my very first boyfriend was a DJ at this weird little club in Houston Yeah, and, and he played them one night. It was like an off night and I'd never heard it. This was probably like 89. And yeah. uh, I remember like running to the DJ booth. What is this? I must have it. Yeah, and the video and and the way they dressed and they were just uh, they were just so cool. Oh, love it. Well, let's listen to it. This is Shiny Shiny by Hazy Fantasy. Good times come to me now. Good times come to me now.
messing up, they don't succeed. Let the psychics tell what the spirit thinks we need. Our super friends from other planets want to give advice, but the money-orientated business doesn't think that's nice. Come on, let's educate to the mutated human race by the superpower of amazing grace. The missing link of human evolution is sexuality. It needs a spiritual revolution. My individual God identity is what you gotta meet. It's the rhythm of the beat. Lena Levitch and Nina Hagen with Don't Kill the Animals, which was my like vegetarian anthem back in the was it? back in the day. Yeah, when I was uh I was vegetarian for like a couple years in yeah. my early twenties, and then I started like drinking and taking drugs and not caring about that kind of thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't until just a few years ago that I came back around. But I remember like I had the video for that song and I used to like fantasize about breaking into labs and rescuing yeah. animals. Uh, so yeah, so that was on what? that, that, uh, do you remember that animal liberation album that PETA put out in the eighties? Yes. Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. Actually, didn't Jane, I think Jane Wheatland did a song on that about not wearing fur. <clears throat> I think that was on like a second one, right? It was oh, called maybe. Tame Yourself. Yes. And I remember yeah. it. Don't wear fur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. That. So there was that. And then, so right before that was Total, Total Coelho. With I Eat Cannibals, which in my mind is like a sister song to Shiny Shiny Bahazy Fantasy, which is maybe not necessarily true. But the it videos, is to me. The video for that is crazy. The ladies are like, like there's crazy choreography. And are they wearing like garbage bags or something? Like I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. There was that whole thing. Was it, wasn't there a band that was known for wearing garbage bags or maybe it was them? Well, Belinda Carlisle started all that. Like, sorry, excuse me. Oh, pardon <laughs> she me. She was wearing garbage me. bags way back in the day in LA. <laughs> that was sort of her thing was to wear garbage bags. And then everybody else started wearing garbage uh, bags. So What a trendsetter. She, I have to say she also started the flash dance trend with the cutoff sweatshirt with the shoulder pop- popping out. That was her thing. And then all of a sudden it was a big deal. So oh, trend, trendsetter. I did not know this about her. Yeah. I am learning so much today. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> so anyway, our hazy fantasy conversation, which was brief, but may, but like you know those moments when it's like, what you know this, uh, so that inspired that that little block of um, songs. Yay! So you're 
I was going to talk about your photography, which I still want to, but also I didn't know that you do web work, like web design. You design websites? Is that what? Yeah. I, well, just I've, uh, you know, I've been connected to the internet since the, like it first sort of became a big deal. That, that I think that's part of the reason why How It All Began and all the cookbooks um, kind of took off the way they did, because we really utilized the internet before the internet was actually a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, for my website, govegan.net, I started that, uh, I don't even remember dates anymore. I'm so old. But way <laughs> back in the 90s, I started govegan.net and I just started making my own websites because I was just a punk kid who had no money. I had to, you have to do everything yourself, right? right. Um, and so I started to build websites and um, I think my first one was maybe even a GeoCities website. Nice. Uh, but then from there, it just sort of evolved and I, I built the Tattoo Zoo website. And then I just started, um, just the last couple years, I started using WordPress because it's so much easier. Um, and so I just, uh, I do go vegan.net and I do tattoo zoo and, um, I, friends have asked me to do their websites and then I did the go-go's website and Jane's website and blah, blah, blah. They're just, they're just WordPress websites. Oh, anybody can do that. That's really good to know. I'm filing this away for the few, I have like a small little, I'm working anyway. Uh, I may be hitting you up for some web work. One of these sure. days. That'd be really fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Sarah Kramer does my site. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it's fun. I, I it's um it's a it's a it's kind of like putting together a, a puzzle. You know, you're just and my thing is too with the internet is so many people when they build websites they want them to be extra fancy and to have flash or video or all that stuff. And I always just you just got to keep it simple. Keep it simple. That's your mm-hmm. mantra. Yeah, I love a simple website. I love simple I everything. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, oh, your photography. I didn't oh, uh, yeah. throw that in. Man, what don't you do, Sarah Kramer? <laughs> I don't do Windows. Oh, um, good to know. Wah, da, 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 da. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I love photography. I've been doing it my whole life. Um, I used to steal my dad's camera when I was little and take pictures. And um, I've just, uh, I, I love taking photos. And just in the last couple of years, I started doing it. Um, I tried to have my own business um, and um, was shooting a lot of uh, burlesque photos and, um, uh, people would ask me to do pregnancy photos and all that kind of stuff. But the business side of it, I didn't really enjoy. I didn't enjoy the charging people or the contracts or, or any of that kind of stuff. So then I, I stopped doing it as a business and just sort of do it, um, for myself. Um, so with, um, the iPhone app, I did all the photography for that. So all the food photography was done by me. And, um, I take pictures of my dog every day. <laughs> if you follow me on the Twitter, then you really, you're just following Fergus. Oh, uh, Fergus. I just watched a quick interview with uh, something that was on your website. Um, and I I think I'd seen it before because I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Fergus was on America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> yeah, he was on America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, I, I he was we had this new condo and he, we had had a complaint that he was barking and howling while we were away. Uh-huh. And so I set up the video camera to see what he was doing while we were away. And um, as I came home, I walked across the hall or walked across the apartment to turn off the um, video camera and he jumped right into the camera. Anyway, it's on, I think it's on my <laughs> YouTube page, but it's, yeah. So I thought, is this funny enough to send to Funniest Home Videos? And YouTube wasn't really a big deal yet right. uh, at that time. And yeah, they accepted the video and he had his own segment on uh, F- America's Funniest Home Videos. They didn't invite us down though. I was sad. I wanted to be on the show with Tom Bergeron. Oh, that would have rocked. I know. Oh, well. Oh, what can you do? Oh, Fergus. <laughs> so famous. He really is famous. I love it. We actually, like, when we go for a dog walk, sometimes people walk by and they're like, hi, Fergus. Like, they don't even see me. They like, just, they... oh, <laughs> boo. Pretty... That dog is stealing my, my, my uh, thunder. Stealing That's my thunder. 
<laughs> well, let's talk about Ann Schaefer. She's our next artist to listen to. Ann Schaefer is a local uh, Victoria musician, but I've actually known her since high school um, back in the day. And uh, she's a just a crazy talent. Uh, she's an uh, amazing jazz musician, and she has a beautiful voice. And this album um, called The Waiting Room, um, which you can only get by sending her an email <laughs> through her website. It's not on iTunes or anything. I'm trying to help her uh, get it. Uh, available on iTunes because I think it's amazing. But this album, the uh, the waiting room, she she spent years and years and years um, recording it, but also trying to get the money to to put together to put together this CD. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had many fundraisers, and the community here in Victoria really came together and and just um, uh, you know gave her money and helped her raise money so she could put out this album. And it's so beautiful, and her voice is amazing. And um, this song in particular, I really really like off the album. Love it. It's Fragile Georgia by Ann Schaefer. If you say my name I might shatter And if you touch my hand Well, I will Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
Janice Watley with her cover of The Smiths, Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want, which that's a project you were really into. I remember you writing about it uh, when it was kind of in process, right? What? Yeah, I, I found out about it through Twitter. I follow, I follow um, the comedian Thomas Lennon and he tweeted about it. And then I, I was like, what, The Smiths? Because I love The Smiths. Mm-hmm. And so I clicked on it and um, it was this woman um, doing re-recording every single Smith song ever, uh, but only using her voice. So there's no instruments um, in any of the songs. And normally I don't like um, covers unless they're um, really different. And mm-hmm. I also don't like it when people cover bands that I love. Right. <laughs> Like I, I've I've heard a bunch of Go Go's covers and I can't I just, you know like the reggae beat or something and I I am not down with it. But right. what Janice has done uh, is so different and unusual, and I was so impressed how she reinterpreted the songs that to a point where I the song sort of takes on a whole new meaning to me. Um, a lot of the songs that she re-recorded for the Smiths, I yeah the I, anyway I just got so uh, into it that I just and she did it through Kickstarter, so I just started. Um, trying to promote it as best I could because she needed money to, to put out the albums. Um, and yeah, it's such a lovely collection. Uh, and that's one of my favorite Smith songs is uh, potentially, it's, I, I want to be like, oh, I, I always want to like the more obscure things. Yeah. <laughs> but that song, how can you not love it? It's beautiful. I know. I love it. Me, me too. I love them all, but that one in particular, especially the way she does it. It's um, yeah. I heard the lyrics in a different way when I heard her sing it. And I think that's a testament to how she uh, put together the song. Oh, awesome. Have you heard the uh, dream Academy version of that song? I don't <gasps> dream Academy. Um, I don't know if I have actually. There was like a instrumental version of it. And man, this is like, <laughs> I'm lately I've been feeling old and this is one of those moments. <laughs> I know, and, uh, me too. <laughs> in Ferris Bueller, that the scene when they're in the museum, yeah, that's Dream Academy's. That's the instrumental of their cover of it. If I if I can find it, I think I have it. I'll send it to you. Oh yeah. So, so there's a vocal version too. I I like it. It's very orchestral and like magical. You know that sort of dreamy sound they have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I digress slightly. I just want to say, speaking of old, my niece came to visit me and I have a phone that um, is a rotary phone. And she looked at it and she said, Auntie, what is that? And I said, it's a (laughs) telephone. And she's like, I don't get it. How does it work? And so I had to show her how to dial a phone. 
And she was like, you mean you have to do the zero all the way around? I'm like, yeah, that's how you have to dial people. And then I just was like, oh, my God, I'm so old. (laughs) It's weird. I had to show her to use a record player. Oh, no. Come on. Kids these days. These kids. (laughs) (laughs) I saw uh, like I've, I've been teaching forever. And some of these kids I used to teach when they were like first, second grade now are like in college and adding me on Facebook. And one of them, there was a bunch of them, three of them staying there with they had their phones with some kind of like USB attachment that added like a corded headset to the phone so they could like. Oh, I've I've seen that. I was like, but you. Oh, oh, I don't even know what to say to this. Besides, I'm old. My niece, my niece, she's really just starting to get into music right now, and she's like, "Have you heard of the band Green Day? Have you ever heard of the band Nirvana? Have you ever heard of this band?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I have. But I really, I, I try. I send her mixed CDs all the time, and just try and sort of. I, I my whole uh, ever since she was born, I've just been trying to sort of ignite the, uh, the a love of music inside of her because music's so important. Yeah, it really is. Love it. So it's coming close to the ending of our show. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. <laughs> Don't be sad. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure we say, uh, so I'll, I'll put links to all of these artists and all of the links you're about to tell me at MikeyPod.com. In case, so don't run and get a pen or anything. Well, you can just stop by MikeyPod.com to get um, the info that you miss. And Sarah can be found at GoVegan.net. I know for sure. What else should we throw out there for people to track down? Well, through my website, you can also then, if you want to, follow me on the Twitter and follow me on the Facebook and follow me on the Instagram and all that stuff. Love it. Yeah, you have a thing where the, all that all that stuff is there. Yeah, it's all it's all connected. And um, and my books you can buy from my store if you want an autographed copy. But you can also get the books anywhere. They sell them at you know any any store worldwide. Any good bookstore will have them. But I always encourage people to to buy the books from small independent bookstores whenever possible. Awesome. Good suggestion. Uh, is it better for you if they buy it directly from you? Oh, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, if you buy it directly from me, the money goes right into my pocket. That's lovely. Um, <laughs> but also there's, uh, you know, uh, at my store, there's all kinds of treats, um, that you could, you could, um, buy along with the book. Um, I have some really interesting, um, chocolate bars <laughs> that are Canadian. Uh, they're actually made here on the Island, um, that have some really delicious flavors. So you could, you know, include some other stuff with your purchase as well. Oh, perfect. I might go check those candy bars out. <laughs> so let's, uh, so I think I've covered everything and we were to buy the books, blah, blah, blah. So let's do one last track. Oh, and this is the monkey bunch, which we really, uh, we didn't talk about them much. They, they provide the theme for your, uh, yeah, web the, app, right? the monkey, Yes. Yeah. They, uh, the monkey bunch, um, my friend Shoshana is the singer and I, she's my best friend and I've known her since we were about two years old. Um, and she's a wildly talented, uh, actress, comedian. And, uh, her husband, Maury, uh, plays bass in the band who I've known since I was 13. And my friend Graham plays guitar who I've known since I was 13. And, um, they, both Graham and Maury are, um, uh, incredible musicians. Uh, they play in Toronto and they play with, um, they do have their own band, the supers, but they also, uh, play with other touring bands like Jan Arden and chaos and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then Shauna, uh, and Maury, uh, they were so sick of all how bad children's music was. Um, she, Shauna was listening to, uh, her niece's um, kids music. I think they were listening to Barney or something. Uh-huh. And she was just so flabbergasted by how, 
much it sort of talked down to children and it was just sort of, you know, stupid music for stupid kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, so, so she just, her and Maury decided to put together, um, songs, uh, for her niece and nephew and they made this little CD and, um, everybody loved it. And so then they, they produced a, a bigger album, uh, called the monkey bunch, the first one. And, um, all the songs, the first half of the, the album, uh, is they're all wake up songs and the second half of the album are go to sleep songs. But the thing that's so great about them is, um, you know, they sort of refer to music that you've heard before. So there's a little bit of the who or arcade fire or the jam. Uh, so as an adult, you can listen, you know, when you can listen to these, um, CDs over and over again, and you don't want to kill yourself. Um, but also you're introducing your kids to real music played by real musicians and, um, the comedy element of it too. Um, Sean and I grew up listening to like Spike Jones and, um, you know, all that, you know, Sesame street, all that stuff where there's sort of, you know, little comedy bits in each song. So the, it's, um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I just love them to death and I'm, I don't have kids and I listen to their CDs all the time in the car. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah, I love it. And so anyway, this song in particular, the Itsy Bitsy Spider, um, I love it because Shauna sings it sort of like Billie Holiday in a jazz club. And I think it's a really great, it's just a, such a funny way to, to do this song. Oh, I love it. And I always try to end my show with like a lullaby thing. I teach kids classes. I don't really mention that so much, but that's my day job is teaching yeah. preschool music. And uh, this is my new bubble music. I'm totally using this next time we have a bubble session with the preschoolers. Yeah. <laughs> they would love the monkey bunch. I mean, I you know, if a, if a parent uh, with a kid comes into my store, I actually turn on the monkey bunch. And nine times out of ten, they're like, who is this? What is this? And then I'll, I'll usually sell a CD that way. Um, it, it's such a, yeah, it's, it's such so pure. And the thing I love about the monkey bunch, too, is that they have a political message at the same time um, where they talk about, you know, taking care of the planet and each other and um, about kindness and recycling and about not letting your cars idle. And so it's, um, it's, yeah, I just love them to death. And when I asked them if they do a theme song for me, they just, they blew it out of the park because they know me so well. And they, and the, the go vegan theme song just turned out perfectly. Uh, I love it. And that's how we open the show. And we're going to close the show also with the monkey bunch. Itsy bitsy spider. Thank you so much for joining me, Sarah. I'm glad we got Thank to do you. this. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best. You're the best. Get out of here. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Sarah Kramer, GoVegan.net. And uh, here's the monkey bunch. Itsy bitsy spider Climbed up the water spout down came the rain and washed the spider out. Up came the sun and dried up all the rain. And that itsy bitsy spider climbed up that spout again. Up a doobie babo. Dicky, 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 ta, 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 ta. It's a bitsy spider climbed up that water spout. Down came the rain and washed that spider out. Up came the sun and dried up all that rain. So that itsy bitsy spider. 